Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi, hello, and happy New Year, sports fans. I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to Minus Three, presented in 24, just like it was in 2023, by Omaha. It's the last weekend of the NFL regular season. Don't worry, they intend to have a postseason, too. So football's not done just yet. College football, though, 60 minutes left, unless we get one of those weird overtimes between Michigan and Washington, time of this recording. Michigan laying four and a half. Don't worry, we've got you covered for that game and for all of Week 18, and like I say, for the NFL playoffs. With the 15-minute pregame show, it's all you need, no jive, just the final scores and a little bit of analysis for me, Kevin Hench, and Eddie Spaghetti. Speaking of whom, they're ready to roll there. Spaghetti in his usual spot behind the glass. Kevin Hench on the other side of Sports America, tending to some personal stuff there. We appreciate him, as always, making time for us. How you doing there, Hench? Well, I mean, every 20 years, like clockwork, I win our fantasy league. And I'm 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 on top of the world. I mean, I didn't think we know. were going to talk about that. I thought you were a big enough person to not mention. I, that. What do you mean we're not going to talk about it? I thought I thought that was all we were going to talk about, and that we were. Gonna not, it's not my to way to do it. that. If you want to be small like that, fine. Well, I thought it was interesting that our artist in residence, Mike Breen, you know, photoshopped a picture of me knocking you out, but it was it was Ali over Liston, right? Is the iconic yes. picture. And but it's like hence shocked the world by beating Damashek, but you know, not to quibble with his great work, but like it really should have been Buster Douglas over Mike Tyson. Ali didn't shock the world when he beat Liston. Like I shocked the world when I beat the cool cats. Um, but listen, the people want to know, Shaq, this is, this is, so I know. Okay. Well, let's, let's tell the story in case somebody's listening for the first time. Didn't hear us babbling about this foolishness last week. Yes. Kevin Hedge and I. Time to alert their friends that the fellas are talking about their fantasy football team. So people can jump in. Yeah. Here, I'm going to give everybody a five second head start text or call. Ready? Here we go. Five. Okay. Send it. They're doing it now. They're talking about the fantasy final. It's live. One. Okay, now let's get into it here. Yes, we did improbably find ourselves squared off in the championship round of our fantasy football league. Hench picked off in another upset. Bill Simmons, who had been the front runner for most of the season, I was right there behind him. It was very much, as I described it, a Flacco in 2013 and I guess also 2023 style run here down the stretch. You really, uh, you, you pulled off not one, but multiple upsets along the way. Three playoff upsets, I think. And, yeah. and also, and I would not have made the playoffs at all with my eighth best out of 10 teams. Um, had that long pass to Calvin Ridley not been called back on a holding penalty in the penultimate week of the regular season, Barbieri would have made the playoffs. Uh, so I'd had no business being in the playoffs, but you know what it reminded me of? And you must've been delighted when I knocked off the juggernaut, Bill Simmons. I was so excited both times Eli Manning knocked off the Packers 
in the play. The second time I was still excited, even though I'd already been burned by it once, the Corey Webster interception against Brett Favre. I'm like, oh, the Patriots will just go get crowned now. Uh, I don't have to worry about these Packers. But yeah, so so uh, uh, an incredible app comparison, run. except app comparison, except that uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers did win at least one time. <laughs> I mean, we're okay, talking about fair, the Cleveland fair, Browns. Fair, is what fair, we're, fair, that's fair. what we're talking about when we're uh, talking about uh, Bill Simmons fantasy. Talking about uh, who he's going to eliminate. You're the Cleveland Browns. Eliminate whom? Um, <laughs> that but, was wild. But so I listen. do have to say, muzzle tub to you. It, it, you deserve the credit. I, I can't help feel a little Belichickian in this Super Bowl, the second Super Bowl against the Eagles. I benched Malcolm Butler, basically. I left Najee Harris on my bench. I left. Well, I, I want to ask you about that. I want it because your bench had 147 points. Terrible. And obviously, I didn't really have a ton of tough decisions. I actually, you know, Aaron Jones ended up being better than, than DeAndre Swift. Uh, uh, you know, I went with the consensus on, you know, pretty much across the board. Don't worry. We'll talk about real football, DeAndre Swift and his pals and all the rest of it in just a minute here. We have to bellyache for a, a minute. We're celebrating going to be a half hour. Oh, good. Okay. So, okay. Okay. But at one point, Jen Piacenti did say she, she was trying to get you to start Najee Harris. I felt like there was a tweet where she was leaning did in your lead up. Cause when I looked at it, it's like you, you did the right thing. You didn't do anything crazy. Like that's what I tried to do. Y- you know, you, you know, Gibbs, look at the rankings. Jameer I started Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs over Najee Harris. Um, what were the other specious ones there? I went with Tua. I almost started Mason Rudolph. I really thought about Mason Rudolph for a second. And then I thought, I think I'm going to do the ultimate stinker move that I've preached against forever, just for a good time, if nothing else, starting Geno Smith against the Steelers. Fortunately, I didn't do that. The football gods wouldn't have smiled on me for that, but it wasn't a cute. Tyreek Hill dropped the touchdown pass, the killer oh my of all God. those moves. Uh, right. The killer. So Tyreek so yeah. cost you the title, obviously, with that inexplicable drop. Like, a gentle uncovered like sometimes he drops balls because his the molecular makeup of his body is moving so fast like the flash can go through walls that's a great point you're right like he just is vibrating and then the ball explodes out of his hands um but so you got to so true. His drops are spectacular. They don't just They're fall crazy. to the ground. They like, "Ooh, why would that ball go further than the throw did?" Yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. like the ball hit a trampoline. Like, why what just happened? But you had to start Tyreek. You had to start Mike Evans. Um and then and then you were going to go Rashi Rice over Ayuk. And then Ayuk had already played when you switched Pickens into the Rice spot. I and win then, if Ayuk plays though. Which I I, I had yeah. him in there, and then I felt compelled by Jen Piacente, not not uh, not uh, uh, accusing anyone. I I came to this conclusion on my own, and then when I needed it, when I was down suddenly to you after the early games, I was like, let's swing for the fences. I'm putting George Pickens in there. He at least has a chance of maybe catching a couple of touchdown passes. And when it looked like he's going to have a great game, but I'm going to come up just short. And it was clear, okay, the game is over. Pittsburgh is going to beat Seattle up there. They're just going to kneel it out here. 
I, that was the moment when I did the gentlemanly thing of issuing a congratulatory email and text and all that stuff as a gentleman does around fantasy football, uh, <laughs> uh, extending the digital handshake and all that. And I wasn't trying to reverse jinx anything because I knew the Steelers wouldn't throw. But then they threw the ball on first down and George Pickens got it. And then he shoved the one guy. And I was like, oh, my God. I had a I had a massive myocardial infarction. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I'm going to lose after all this to to a, to a Pickens touchdown pass with two minutes left in the game. Um, okay, so this will be a good transition. By the way, okay, your four, five, and six receivers way better than the three guys I had to start. I I was going to say I don't know how I won, but we'll go right into my good goat. And it'll explain how I won. Let's My good about- goat is, as you jump into it, shout out to our guy, the Dutch Mook, Paul Kohorst, uh, hanging in there and, in 2024. And the best team, yeah, the best team in the league by far <laughs> who didn't make the playoffs. Um, so Kyron Williams, uh, my good goat, obviously, for leading me to the fantasy title, leading leading you know the Rams uh, to, to the playoffs. And when when next year, when, when you're Nick Chubb, when you're when whoever you draft, whoever you spend the most money on is is out for the season in week two. Just remember, there is going to be a Kyron Williams type somewhere on that waiver wire. You know, uh, Jen and Eddie will will tell you who there is a guy out there. I'm this Kyron Williams run reminded me of was it Billy Volick and Drew Bennett. Hmm. They they just had a crazy month of like, oh yeah, Billy Volick threw for 400 yards and Drew Bennett had 220 yards and two touchdowns. Like who? It's like, I don't know, but they just won, they just won a bunch of fantasy leagues. So, so Kyron Williams, my good goat. And by the way, when you watch him and I know Spaghetti's a a Notre Dame fan, so more familiar with him than, than the rest of us, but like why, like he wasn't even drafted as a handcuff. Like, no, he was undrafted in our league entirely. What I'm going back to the draft was the idea that Akers was the starting yeah. running back on draft night. And then was it like behind him as a committee and they're going to be terrible anyway. So why would you want one of the backups to a guy who's not going to be good? And then, and then suddenly Akers is, is run out of town. I mean, by Kyron Williams was putting up numbers right away when he went in it was all almost like McVeigh knew this is actually my guy, you know, just, just while well, they, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. Once they move on from acres, literally push him out of town, then yeah, they turn it over, but a remarkable run there. Somebody also told me too. somebody dropped into my, uh, my Twitter and said, um, the guy who you should be mad at is Puka Nakua. He got tackled at the half yard line and Kyron Williams finished it off. That's the margin of victory for Hench is Puka Nakua not scoring that touchdown himself. don't know if that's right, though, because you had Matthew Stafford as well at QB. Well, so that not- been a t- no, that would have been a two point swing. I Instead of getting four for Stafford, I get six for, for Kyron. Fascinating stuff, obviously. <laughs> but the, <laughs> um, but the 10 point drop, I mean, that's, you know, you had Tua and Tyreek. Yeah. That's a that's a 10-point drop. Out. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I won in my other league. I won with my IU and Chicago pass. How did so. you win against Kyron Williams in your other league when you started Baker Mayfield? Because I had um, 
I had who was it? Who had the? Oh, I had uh, CD Lamb. That's why he had forty uh, oh. something points or something like that. All right, let's let's be done with the fantasy talk. Okay, right. Although, well, you know, congratulations. Except don't be done with it because you can, as soon as you're done listening to the full minus three that's in your ears right now, go and listen to the aforementioned Jan Piacente with Eddie Spaghetti because they do a little breakdown of our championship round and a farewell to fantasy football for the season. So make sure you're checking that one out on Waiver Wired. ASA and P continue hedge with your. All goats. right. So that my good goat, Kyron Williams. Thank you for, you know, I win, I win our league every 20 years like clockwork. So Kyron Williams is, is this, is this 20 year piece slice of he's my priest homes for this 20 years. Anyway. So my bad goat, speaking of fairy tale football, you know, real football is a guy who didn't play very much football this year at all, but talks a lot. Aaron Rodgers. Mm. So Aaron Rodgers, you know, I guess there's something wrong with him. Like, I don't like, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe, you know, this is going to turn from kicking the shit out of him to like, oh my God, he's been institutionalized. Like he's, he's really far gone. But I was thinking about him in this latest kerfuffle with our, with our pal, but like, so I'm actually, you know, I'm married to a new age loon and I read Dr. Sears book on vaccination and I'm like very open-minded. Like I'm like, my reaction to Aaron Rodgers is not ideological. In fact, if you are ideologically aligned with Aaron Rodgers, you should want him to stop talking because he's such an unlikable that if you like, if you hate vaccines, you should not want him to be the spokesman, the anti-vax spokesman, because he's so hateable. And I realized I was thinking about like, you know, how hateable is Aaron Rodgers, you know? And so as a Patriot fan, no one's ever, no one's ever said this. Oh my God, Patriot fans, nicest people you'll ever meet. They're so, oh my God, he's a Patriot fan, must be a great guy. You never hear that about us. <laughs> We're like they're like, oh, I get, I bet that guy's insufferable. Anecdotally, yeah, I, I've never heard that, and not experienced it. No, yeah. of course. In fact, I don't know who said it. I wish I could cite it, but I, I know Sal quoted it that that me versus Simmons in the fantasy semifinals was called the insufferable, which is fantastic. You know, like I can own that obviously as a, as a Patriot fan. Insufferable. I like that. Insufferable. And like, you know, Jane Vereen, I met him and uh, a couple of times and he was delightful. That's about the end of my nice things I can say about Patriots people. Uh, So now I don't know how many Packer fans, you know, nicest, nicest people in the world. Like you never, you, I mean, I mean, Sid Youngers, Lisa Nelson, Alan Keller, like they're such big hearted, nice people. Like they hate Aaron Rodgers so much, like with a, with a white hot heat that you can't believe someone from Wisconsin can even muster this much hatred. It's like, wow. You know, so when Aaron Rodgers is going on, you were talking about like talking about we and us with the Packers going up against the bears this weekend. Like, um, yeah, Aaron, the only people who hate you more than Bears fans are Packers fans. Like that brand restoration at play here a year later. Do you remember? I don't know if uh, if the combo of of uh, solutions that you're ingesting um, is messing with your brain, as as uh, Hench hypothesizes it may be. 
but you're not on the Packers anymore. And the reason for that is because you belly ached and bemoaned the, the front office endlessly until they had to push you out of town there. It's so, what is he doing with this? We and who are you trying to win and, up? Yeah, and and it, by the way, it, you've made it all about yourself. Don't, don't think anybody's fooled. Like, Oh, they must be, Oh, the one side always wins. They went from Brett Favre. Then they see this kid coming to town and probably think it's all over. And now Jordan love Jordan love who you made such a big stink about his presence being there. And the, and the, 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 the faux modesty, like, Oh, they probably thought this kid. Yeah. Nobody thought the first round draft pick was going to be good. Aaron. Yeah. You really beat the odds by being good at football. You know what? also beats the odds being that good and never going to a Super Bowl for 13 straight years. That's beating the odds, fella. <laughs> so, so yeah, he's, he's done the impossible. He's, he's made the nicest people in the world hate him uh, as they should. Uh, you know, he, he's more insufferable than a Patriots fan. Hard to believe. Uh, so, so my bad go for the week. And then, but what I'm excited about is, you know, the Jets still think they've solved their quarterback problem. That they, they they still think that a year further down the road, this guy's going to be the answer next year coming off that injury. And uh, it's going to be absolutely delightful, you know, watching, watching him suck next year. Uh, I was as- thinking about that, actually. Obviously, there's no, there's no way to bet that currently, but like, what even is the play? I guess we have to see AFC East 2024 odds and all of that. But I will be down. Whatever the number is, I will be down on the Jets. He's going to, well, at that point, be a 41-year-old man. And and if you remember delightfully, we were in Vegas at the time when, when they lost to the Lions this time last year when the Packers needed to win to get into the playoffs. And they, they, got, they got rolled at home by the Lions. Do you remember some of his throws downfield, like the real, real floatery, the kind of throw where you're like, yeah, that ball has to be thrown on a line or the safety is going to get over there. You can't lollipop it. So I don't know this idea that he's going to be able to push the ball downfield to Garrett Wilson. It's going to be like, no, no, no. It's going to be eight men in the box everyone's going to be moving toward the line of scrimmage. And it, and if you've alienated Packer fans, enjoy New York fans next year when, when you're three and seven uh, and, and hobbling around. So anyway, Hey, well, Hey, listen, he, he always, he's, he always did his best work in October and November and even in December against bum division foes like the bears in big spots. But when the competition got more, uh, got tougher, he consistently failed, like I say, for 13 years. And he's lucky that BJ Raji picked up Caleb Haney, or who knows if he ever would have a Super Bowl ring or ever it would well, have appeared in a Super Bowl. But yes, at 41, he's going to play your savior, Jess. Enjoy him. If your buddy Rashard Mendenhall doesn't fumble, right? He, he's zero. Right. Correct. <laughs> right. <laughs> that uh, that would have been great. Anyway, so, you know, bad goat. Uh, he's the bad goat. For but he's so hilarious. Don't you see? Don't you see how funny he is? Just messing around. Glibber, he's a libertarian. I don't. I wonder if he's like. I doubt he's ever been in a fight. But maybe. Um, yeah, spaghetti's obviously dragging his feet on killing Vladimir Putin, which is a bummer. Mm. But um, maybe spaghetti could just kind of warm up by uh, bumping into Aaron Rodgers when we're we've had a few. Cocktails. Oh no! I don't no, no, bring spaghetti I'm, in that. He I'm not a. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a Rogers hater, so I'm, I, I disagree with. You don't I, have to hate him. You just have to 
spill I, a drink I, on him and then kick his. I I I think Jets fans are happy their organization did something to address the quarterback issue and they will they really. will support him. Really. Uh, and I I think to hate a guy and to crush his play for stuff he says off the off the field to me is um, not something I agree with. So but simple as that. Shaq's crushing his play because he. I think I mean if we we saw the all time worst season for quarterback play this past year. I don't think Rodgers is worse than a lot of these guys we saw. So I, I definitely disagree true, with that, Joe. True. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, hey, I think he's here's, great. Here's obviously. a compliment. You're better than PJ Walker, right? <laughs> and then he's not. He doesn't to be the focal point. I mean, you have Brees Hall. I mean, the Jets defense is good. I I, I don't think the Jets will suffer because of Aaron right, Rodgers. Well, he won't be the reason they'll suffer. In just a few short months, we'll be making all those picks and checking iron. It's sad, isn't it? Isn't it fun to be projecting ahead? I don't like talking about the here and now. Your Patriots are sad. It may be over for Belichick now because I've been all over the place about Mike Tomlin and whether or not he's going to stick around. As I've said for a month now, I was starting to get a sense that he was going to leave Pittsburgh, not because the Steelers brass was going to push him out, Rather that, based on the comments I kept hearing from people who are close to him, and some of them were public statements about like, man, 17 years is a long time to be in one place. All that was adding up to me that maybe Tomlin was hinting to those around him that he was going to he was going to walk for what maybe to move to Washington, D.C. and take over the commies and a whole fresh start and uh, be handed the keys to that franchise and all of that. We've seen other guys do that. I've come around on that for the record. I think. I'm not accusing anybody of chicanery, but I think that a lot of those things with Tomlin going into what is a lame duck 2024 contract for him, obviously he's not going to coach on that. So he either needs a new contract the day the season ends, or he's going to have to move on within, uh, you know, in short order after the season ends. So we'll have this answer. I think they were trying to kind of spike the market a little bit to say like he could leave Pittsburgh. So you better, Give him uh, that that deal. That's my guess on that because people slide into my DMs and such to ask me what I think about that. I wanted to weigh in on that, but I'm I'm vexed with Tomlin on this level. Yes, he deserves all the flowers he's getting for what really. I mean, think about if you can take yourself back to three weeks ago. Could you imagine the Steelers winning two in a row? Could you imagine a sequence of events that would have them still playing for a playoff spot in week 18, potentially, at least if things break right for them? The answer is no. Obviously, if you watch them play against the Cardinals and the the Colts, especially, that felt like it's over. Not the season. The era is done with. Something massive must change now. And here we are. But of course, if Mason Rudolph gets the start in Indianapolis or better yet against the Patriots on Thursday night football, the Steelers are already in the playoffs. Isn't that abundantly clear at this point? There's not a, there's not a scenario where like, you don't know what Trubi- what, what he would have done better than Trubisky. Yeah, I, I do. Because I just watched him put 30 up against two pro football teams in back-to-back weeks. And I, now there's a melodrama with Pickett and he was ready to go. And should he get the gig back? And that's an interesting philosophical debate that's rolled since sports has been on. Can you lose your job via injury? And I think Pickett is probably right in his head. Imagine a competitor and all of that and belief in self and everything. I'm sure in his world, he's thinking, if I don't get hurt halfway through that Cardinals game, obviously we win that Cardinals game. We're going to, with me in there, we win. And then we go on and we beat the Patriots and we roll into the playoffs. So as he comes back to health and is ready to roll, he's like, 
what we were kind of rolling there. Remember what, what I did in Cincy? And then we were kind of getting going without Matt Canada. Like I get the gig back, right? I think it's fair for him to be upset about it. I'd be upset too. And as they always say, like, would you rather him be like, whatever, just have fun guys, go get it. You want a competitor at the position. I just am vexed that we require this win plus help from the outside. When, if he would have flipped the switch to Rudolph, a week or three earlier, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So, but are you? I think t- Tomlin's I mean, my good goat for the last two weeks. My bad goat for a month ago, not listening to his uh, consigliere, Dave Damashek, who tweeted it, put in Mason Rudolph, and he didn't listen. But so, are you in any position to condemn coaching decisions when, if you had started either Steeler running back over either of the running back? You started, you would have won the fantasy championship. You're right. Touche. I mean, Tomlin could be doing a podcast right now about you. He says he's a Steeler fan, but he leaves, he leaves Najee and Warren on the bench. By the way, you know what? I, since, uh, since I'm, uh, you know, I have a chip on my shoulder for, for not winning the titles. It makes me kind of like Aaron Rodgers probably explains why he lashes out sometimes. Oh, no, no. You've won many, many titles, but here I'll, I'll say this. Yeah, you're right. I'll say this about Dave Damashek. I try to remind myself of this and the people I'm talking to every August. Football season is long. Who was the guy who was playing games for the Bears when Justin Fields was hurt? That was this season. I reference it. What was that guy's name? I don't even remember. Tyson Tyson Badgett. Tyson Badgett, right. That that was this year. That was this football season. Um, the, the one that struck me the other day, I thought I saw it in one of the college uh, semifinal games. I thought one of the guys on special teams tried to do that Patriot special team or thing by like running hard in from the sideline to block a field goal attempt. And then I realized like one, I thought we were going to see that. I thought field goal attempts were going to be changed forever because the defense was going to start doing that. I don't know why it doesn't add up to try that every time one, but two, I realized that Patriots thing happened this football season, man, is football season long. So anyway, my point also, is what you think is play, the only play on the Patriots highlight reel. That's the whole <laughs> That's highlight the whole reel. thing. Facenda's going to have a, a, a short uh, day in the Brandon, VO booth. Brandon Schooler, Brandon Schooler. Schooler. Is that who it was? But the point is what you think, I mean, aside from massive injury, if you were big on the, the bungles, you probably should back off when Joe Burrow is announced done for the year. But aside from stuff like that happening, what you think, just ride with that all year. Because if you try to react to every dust up, every chapter, every every uh, a, a little bit of punctuation at the end of the football game, I mean, all of Pittsburgh would have run George Pickens out of town forever. Would that have been a good idea in hindsight? If, if they were, I mean, there were people like, they, they got cut him. He's a poison on the locker room. He can't win with a date like that. Get him out. Like, where, where, where are they going to send him? Just send him out to the street with a couple of games left? He's a, he's a second-year guy. Thank goodness they kept him around. And I suspect, based on what we've seen the last 120 minutes, that they're going to keep him into 2024 when the season kicks off as well. So anyway, those are my goat and ghosts. And also, Kevin Hench, good for you. Um, winning that title uh, uh, improbably, and I'm just saying that so you don't kick me out. Well, I mean, you're on the you're you're definitely a nominee, right? 
I should be a nominee. I'm I should keep be a nominee. People guessing. I mean, it's an honor just to be nominated. Mm. I mean, you're in an awkward spot because you win the league so much, you've alienated three quarters of the league, and the other people don't like you. So <laughs> <laughs> people don't yeah. like you either. That's why it's they time to pull me. the plug they on this me. dumb no, league. You, you probably. I'll, I'll. I mean, obviously, you dodged a bullet. By when I beat Simmons, because he announced he was going to kick you out, which isn't great strategy, by the way. No, indeed. Don't let you know. Don't let someone know before the season. Like, hey, if I win, I'm going to vote you out. They're like, okay, good. Now I know who I'm going to vote out if I win. That's right. That's right. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Let me ask you a question, Eddie Spaghetti. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? But before you answer, two words, Caesar's rewards. Those are the two words. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. I'm talking about hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, even more than just that. It's not only an app, it's an empire. 21 plus must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
Tennessee, Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, uh, you're done with your goat and goat. I'm done with mine. Spaghetti, how say you? I'll throw up my good goat, and um, it has to be the the Rose Bowl. Uh, just so many things about this game. Like, it was... Uh, another iconic game in that stadium. And to me, it's more so just about like the, the pageantry and the feel of the game. I, I tweeted about it. Like when you, when you watch the Rose bowl, especially a lot of the parts of the country and this day, uh, the day that, you know, a new year's day when it's so cold and like dark out and you see like this, this bright, like the mountains and the field looks like warm and it's just, you get, and it's the first year of having it to be a, a playoff game where a lot of people were upset about it. Cause they liked the Rose ball being what it was traditionally. Um, personally, I like it was with bakes. Uh, it was with bakes, uh, Oklahoma team, right? right but it was, was a- it was the rotation, but now it is like, and people didn't like that. It was a playoff game. Uh, cause people would go to that game regularly and now it has more of uh, stakes. I personally like it like that. Um, I know Kirk Herbstreit tweeted that he thinks the national championship game should just be played at the Rose bowl every year. Um, and that to me is just like the big difference between why, you know, the pro game, which I'll get into my bad go with the, the field just being littered with flags. And this podcast, we talk about that every single week about how bad the NFL refs are. And you just expect the game to be decided by that. And the league never wants to admit fault. And whereas college, you just have the, you have the parade and you have just like the, the pageantry along with it. And like just the history of that stadium and everyone just in this giant bowl and just like the iconic logo of it. Like that is why I'm, you know, shifting towards enjoying the college game more because I do enjoy the pageantry. You know, the NFL tries pageantry with the Super Bowl, and it's two weeks of just nonsense to the point where you have like fatigue from the game. You don't even care about watching it where the Rose Bowl, you just get a nice weekend with it. Um, and the game itself, Bama, Michigan was awesome. Um, it, it's going to, you know, that, what that uniforms, is, right? It, it was, was, was a heavenly uniform matchup. That much is for sure to see yeah. those two teams pitted against one another. And, you talk about pageantry. The thing that is the, the thing, one thing college football has over the NFL. And I belly ached about this. It's the marching bands. It's that they're yeah. in the stands and that 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 rumble from the from the percussion section hits you from half a mile away from the stadium in the walk up. You can hear the sounds of it and the fight songs. Why we we need more fight songs in pro football? Hench, we have the off season. Let's put our heads together and write fight songs for all the pro football teams that don't yet have one. That's a fun idea. Okay. I love it. And, and especially getting hail to the victors in the Rose Bowl. And it was a perfect day out uh, on New Year's Day here in Los Angeles. And you're in sunny, warm Pasadena. I mean, like they, they show the, the shots of the golf course where all the cars park and all the tailgates are going. It's just like it is the best. And I, I know that um, I believe today on one of those talk shows, Stephen A. Smith said they should move. The Rose Bowl should be played at SoFi Stadium. And it's just look and SoFi is a fantastic place. We've all been there, uh, you know, a, a marvel, really, in terms of architecture. But it doesn't I, I, I we need tradition. I like tradition. I want to keep as much tradition as possible. Um, that was the 110th Rose Bowl game. Let's keep it there. It, it's like it, it, you can't beat well, uh, it. Too late, Spaghetti, because they abolished the Pac-12. So. But I like I don't know what I want to tell you, but I am I'm with you. 
I well, love I, I'm, I'm saying it should be a permanent fixture. The best conference in college football. Yeah. I mean, look at the standings. Look at the bowl games, how deep the Pac-12 was this year. And like, you know, if you're a kid, you're like, what, do you, what happened? Yeah. I don't know. It's gone. No, I, it, it, it's a strange time for college football where you have like these certain bowl games that nobody cares about anymore. If it wasn't for like the Pop-Tart Bowl with the funny mascot, nobody really cared about him. That's why, again, the Rose Bowl being so strong and such an impactful game. And, and both games are good, too. That's not me. It's not fair to me to say the Sugar Bowl was an awesome game. Um, Obviously, later on at night, it's in like that dark dome. Late, you know, a lot of East Coast people didn't watch it. Um, And I believe the Rose Bowl was the third highest, uh, third most watched college football game ever. Uh, hmm. The most watched college football semifinal game ever. And it was the most watched non NFL TV show since 2018. So obviously people care about it. And that to me, another reason why it should be a fixture for the playoff, if not the constant national championship game, because I, I won't hear an argument that there's another better venue for it. Just everything about it is just perfect. Um, people involved love the dome. They love the, the, the hundred um, percent, certainty that this game is going to be played on a nice pristine field people corporate types dig that kind of stuff hench do you you're a less traditional guy than i am even eddie spaghetti is sort of skews old soul and that he likes notre dame and the yankees and those classic brands and all of that you're you're not as sentimental certainly as i am do you care do you miss new year's day the way i do because I've made the case before, and I know it's an imperfect and was an imperfect system, but I can make a pretty compelling case year by year that if they played the 1995 New Year's Day bowl games, Fiesta, Cotton, Rose, Sugar, Orange, when almost every year ended with you knowing who the national championship was when your head hit the pillow that night, has worked, oh, that system worked just about as well and had just as much controversy as the new system has, but it also spells the end of bowl season. I know you can sit there and yeah, watch it and I have mean, some I fun guess, gambling, you know, but who cares about any of these yeah. games? Certainly not the players, as I support. You should not be going out there to play in a meaningless bowl game if you have NFL aspirations. But what do you think, Hench? So, so I, you know, I'm with you in that I miss, you know, you can sort of measure whether it's good or bad by, you know, we're sports fans. Are you interested? Are you interested in these games? No, not at all. Could care less. And as opposed to that all day thrill of those, those bowl games. Now I also and like, and by the, the way, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's, I think you hit on something important there that, that does have value still in the 21st century. Everything's about the money and you make more money with the, with the, network partners playing it this way and all of that. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Look at the NHL trying to put its stamp on New Year's Day with that outdoor hockey game. And look at the NBA trying to own Christmas Day with its its string of games. So college football would benefit, you would think, from owning New Year's Day, much as, you know, the NFL owns Thanksgiving as a, for instance. Mm-hmm. And, and, so we've talked about this a lot. Spaghetti's going to go through it soon here. But, you know, when you have kids, when your whole life you've watched football all day Saturday and all day Sunday, once you have kids, that doesn't fly so much. And so then you have to start choosing when you're going to spend time with these kids you had. And against I, your I will, gave up. I gave up. I was held down. Heather mounted me on the bed uh i i 
I gave up college football because pro football to me is the greatest thing in the world. I, not, you know, there's nothing better. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to watch nearly as much college football. Saturday will be my day to pretend I love my kids. Sundays for me. And then, and True so, love. but, but January 1st, you, in the old model, it's like, it's okay that you had to drift away from college football because you're going to get it all. all. All of these games, there's going to be spectacle and history and bowl records and, you know, uh, Marcus Dupree and the, these names, you know, and it's going to matter. And, and you can, and you can get all these meaningful games in one day. And now, while I, I love the playoff, I'm glad it's expanding. I want it to be on the field, but this thing of, um, Georgia is going to play the Florida State JV for what? What's what are we watching? What is happening? Like, I, I, I do love the people who try to try to leverage those results into confirming their point. Like, what are you talking? It's the same as the Bengals playing the Joe Flacco list Browns this week. Like what, what's, what, what's been proven there. Although that's a bad example. Cause I'm invoking the name Joe Flacco as though he's the big difference maker, which I guess he, in fact, he is the big difference maker for Cleveland. Improbable as it is. But- though, is but, Cause I was looking at, you know, as we come to the end here, we all picked, we picked all the playoff teams. And then you're like, even though I feel like we're the three of us are barely over 500, like we've really collapsed down the stretch. I know, so I feel like sad. I've had a bad, a bad football season. And then I look at the teams and I'm like, oh, but I'm almost exactly right. To your point about remember what you said in September, that's what might be true. And were it not for Burroughs injury, I did say all four teams from that division would make the playoffs and and pretty damn close to, to having that having that come through. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I think, you know, having experienced it, Burrow has the Steelers number. I think he would have beaten them. Therefore, the Steelers would not be relevant right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that, these bowl games, of course, I, that anybody tries to summon that argument now in 2024, like, all right, I mean, some NFL teams might not think you love football if you don't play in this meaningless bowl game. For whom? For the benefit of the school, for the for the pockets of of the school of yeah. the administrator, what do I care? That's, that's Trey, nothing to do Trey with Trey Lance was taken. Trey Lance was taken third overall. He barely played any football. Like they don't. Yeah, if they think they can win with you, my guy Ryan Shazier has a good idea. High nil money to bowl participation. That's uh, it's uh, it's gross, but it's the way to do it. I mean, that's like. Hmm. You know, you get more more loot when you play in the bowl game. Then now, yeah, I, a, now you've given a, me an incentive to participate. It's essentially an appearance fee. It's an appearance fee, like right, like these p- tennis pros. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway, spaghetti. I got in your way there. No, no, no. no. That was you it. Were, I mean, you were you were swooning it. over the Rose Bowl. Love the Rose Bowl. Love the Trigger Bowl too. But the Rose Bowl and and having attended it last year, the last um, non playoff year for that, it was uh, a, a once in a lifetime kind of uh, experience. So I, I really hope that it, it keeps as a playoff or the national championship game. I'm with Herb Street there. Um, my bad goat. Mentioned oh, I, it. I I I keep interrupting you on the Rose Bowl and college football and all of that. Spaghetti was there. I've never been to a Rose Bowl. I've been to the Rose Bowl, but not to a Rose Bowl. Mm. Um, the uh, you, you understand the difference there. The Sklar brothers were there, big uh, Michigan alums, and they are going to before I don't know if they're hitting the national title game or not. But 
They are Wolverines uh, lovers, obviously. They're joining me and Sarah Tiana on Extra Points on Thursday. Be on the lookout for that one because Sarah Tiana and the Sklar brothers went back and forth a little bit about Big Ten versus Pac-12 and SEC and all of that. So that has, has to be settled on the upcoming Extra Points. Continue, Spaghetti. Hey, uh, can, you, can you tell the Sklar brothers apart? I it's real. I really have a hard time with it. Sometimes is the answer. No, I guess the answer is no. Can you? <laughs> well, like occasionally one will just be rocking a full beard and the other one, you know, well, that's like, always helpful. You know, you could go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, otherwise, no chance. Yeah. Now, they're, they're, they're both lovely guys. Jason's son is Pally with Jean-Claude Van Damaschek. And so it's extra embarrassing, but it's great when I run into him with the kid because then I know, oh, well, you're Jason because you got the kid with you. And if the kid ain't with you, well, then that's got to be Randy. So that's how I do the math on that. Anyway, these are the interesting things we'll get into tomorrow. Go it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, if you're living in the L.A. area, they do a really great show, the Scholar Brothers, at the comedy store in the belly room where they tag other comedians' jokes and give them the jokes on the spot. It's great if you're a comedy nerd like myself. Anyway, um, Bad Goat, uh, I mentioned it before. While the college game has been so great, the NFL game has been terrible and riddled with yellow laundry all over the field. And like I said, we talk about this all the time here. Uh, I'm not going to rehash this step-by-step, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. The Lions-Cowboys game. Um, Say what you want if you're a Cowboys fan and and the deceiving and stuff, but it's an archaic rule, and I think of Dan Campbell and everyone on Twitter and every every NFL media person all is aligned here in unison. If Dan Campbell said a pregame, if uh, if Jared Goff forced Decker to go over there and report, you saw them where he tapped himself in the chest. It's simply an error that the referee did not care enough to listen, to look, to hear. Um, and he announced the wrong thing and it, it caused this whole chaos. And my real issue isn't with that. I understand human errors will happen. Um, and it's, you know, but it's inexcusable when it's not a subject. This is not pass interference. This is not, a, is this roughing the passer? This is like a clear cut rule. And he beefed it. Now, the NFL had a chance to then be like, you know, refereeing has been a problem. We're going to rectify it. We're going to bench him for the year, and then the offseason will look into it. I would have said, okay, the NFL kind of admitting fault, admitting defeat here, which they never do. Um, Did they do that? No, they did not do that. And, Sheck, unfortunately for you, you have to uh, watch your team play uh, in a game officiated by this crew. And What could go wrong with the Ravens presumably having their backup in there? You know they're going to have – a chip on their shoulder about the Steelers are trying to hurt us so that we can't win in the playoffs. You know that that kind of stuff goes on. Like they're not playing for as much as we are. We know these two bitter rivals. Yeah. No chance that there'll be any dust ups to handle there, but at least we have the right man on the job. So Brad Allen and his crew are doing this game. Um, and, it, you know, and on top of that, after the game, when he does the report and says, he essentially says the Lions lied. Um, I do not believe that. And he, then having like, John, I think it was John Parry, former ref on um, uh, ESPN after the game. And uh, he was, you know, being interviewed by Scott Van Pelt and SV, uh, SVP did a hell of a job pushing back at Parry, who was kind of just, you know, uh, carrying the water for the league. And and he was saying why the referee was right. And it's just a huge mess. And it's, it's, if my point is 
if the NFL is ever going to admit fault and correct it, this was the opportunity. This was the chance where people were outraged and people even bringing up the fact that Roger Goodell could overturn the outcome, the result of the game. And if they're not going to change this and they're going to let this, this crew continue to go and potentially have playoff games, the NFL will never admit fault and never change the things that are making this game terrible and not fun to watch. So uh, I, I guess that that's why this is an easy bad go because this is their opportunity to really take a real hard look at themselves and go, what could we change as a league to make it better? And they go, you know what? 30 million people watch us on Christmas day. We're not going to change a single thing. So keep watching this bad it's product. F- I hear you. It's a funny spot though, where Goodell is. What I, what I resent is being asked to not believe my eyes. And that, that, that's, that's bad. And pretty clearly Brad Allen was lying and it gets caught in the lie. And I think if you're Goodell, if you're the league, you can't really, I mean, the announcement that, all right, that crew's not going to be working any postseason is about as much flesh as you can extract from this. Because if you start flipping games and that and acknowledging that thing, I get where he's coming from. It gives, uh, believe me, it's unsatisfying to me. We talked about it endlessly. I get where he's coming from. It's the lion from Brad Allen. Like the, the, the assumption that you're above the law. You're not Steven Seagal. You're you're a referee. You're Brad Allen. This claim of like, like that that the tape that you think you're you're so delusional that you don't know that there's a camera watching you interact with those lions offensive linemen. We can see it, referee. You can't lie to us when the game's on TV. Hedge, I'll say you. I, maybe we're looking at this the wrong way, you know, because we're we're looking at it as these incompetent morons are ruining something we love. Hmm. But maybe we should be thankful that they're not like firefighters or doctors or helicopter pilots, right? Ah, I mean, nice. imagine if the. I mean, yes, it matters to us, but in the big picture, imagine if this level of incompetency and dishonesty and just getting stuff wrong all the time was in a job where you really needed the guy to land the plane. Like, you know, 50-50 wouldn't cut it at Delta Delta Airlines. My pitched reality show is if these guys are going to be the stars of pro football, then let's lean into it and make the whole reality show about them. That would be fascinating because we know they all have real jobs during the week. (laughs) What high high intensity spots are these guys put in Monday through Friday? Heaven forbid it's it's uh, they have their finger on the button. Let alone, uh, you I mean, know, cutting they, into a loved were, one or something. If they were crossing guards, they'd lose three kids a week. <laughs> like they're, <laughs> they're they're uniformly brutal. And then, they, and then the the league shill comes on to tell us, no, no, that was great. That was great. You know, there it's like it's like Obi Wan Kenobi saying, "These are not the droids you're looking for." No, 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 Damashek, your your eyes your your eyes are lying to you. You, you, that call was perfectly fine. It, it's it's so weird. Yeah, the gaslighting after the fact. That's just, right. That's what gets me. That what I what I I hate getting duped. As I always say, the thing that gets me as bad is when somebody thinks they've duped me, and for whatever reason, I can't do anything about it. It's like obviously I know. Obviously he's lying. What are you talking about, Goodell? What, the referees are generally exceptional. No, they're not. You know how I know? Because I watch every game. That's how I know that they're not exceptional. Stop lying to me. Not 1984, no, it's like a, it's, 2024. It's the, it's the Dom Herrera joke, you know, his, his wife says, do these, these jeans make my butt look fat? And Dom Herrera says, no, you know what makes your butt look fat is vision. 
Like, <laughs> you know what makes the refs look terrible? 4K. <laughs> Vision. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's, we, we really do. Let's have a prayer circle on the, at the 50 yard line when the show is done and hope that none of these referees in their day jobs are performing, uh, cardiac surgery or anything like that. Cause, uh, that, that probably doesn't work out for the person on the table. Okay. And now a quick break. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Let's get to it then. Let's uh, get out of here. Let's give our best bets. We'll start off with Kevin Hedge. How say you? Um, I'm going to, I'm, I think that number's a little too big right now. It's at five. I like the Huskies to keep it close in the national mm. title game. Michigan wins 27-24, which is also under. Uh, so, so the Huskies plus the number and under 55. I'd like to add a late goat, by the way, and it's Kevin Hench. I'm over the moon because 2024 starts out with him making a Star Wars reference. Look who knows what happened on Tatooine. Good for you. Moss Eisley specifically. Is well, the can I, I for. just say that um, Heather has a January 2nd birthday, uh-huh. which is which is a backbreaker. I mean, that's a rough like you want to you want to spend the whole year in the doghouse like, oh, is today January 2nd? Because I'm tired and we did a lot of celebrating the last couple of weeks. But so she said all she wanted for her birthday this year. This is what she asked for. So this is what she got. She wanted to go to the Revival Theater in Eagle Rock to watch all three movies back to back. Holy hell. And so I said, your your wish is my command. Oh, wait, you want me to be there? No. So (laughs) I said, I'll go. So we went, we packed in all four of us. And uh, I was the mule. Like I had to, when the girls got bored, I had to be ready to drive them uh, back to Studio City. But so it was so Sophie bored out of her mind by the, by the, by the original. Like if you're bored by this one, th- this franchise is not for you. So ain't going to be good when we get to them Ewoks. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Sophie's like, yeah, let's roll when the first one ends. And then Gigi bless her heart is like, I'm going to stay with mommy for empire strikes back. And I was like, okay. So I drive Sophie home and then, and then I get the text from Heather, like, Yep, I'm gonna need you back at the movie theater. Gigi's uh <laughs> Gigi's bored. And so. Heather stays there like uh like Han Solo, Solo herself. What a Solo. tribute. 
solo for the Jedi for the return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, so talking to a Chewbacca who ain't there next to her. So that reference ah. is, uh, is, is not, it's just from a few days ago for me. Well, uh, now you're, now you get pushed off the winter stand and Heather for sticking around to watch all three movies by herself. It's the best. <laughs> that's, that's great. And also a little bit sad. But listen, I'll watch you. you can Happy let her know. birthday. Happy birthday. You're alone. <laughs> this, by the way, is how much she doesn't want to be around her family. Here's what I want for my birthday. So, I want to be alone in a movie theater watching Return of the Jedi. We we don't have time for this. But the, <laughs> have you seen Empire Strikes Back? Of course. I don't know. Of course. I don't know. You're, you're too cool for school with a lot of movies. I wasn't when I stuff. was 10. I was not too cool for school. I mean, in fact, you were down uh, there burning tree with Bahamians. No, I was, what are you I talking was burning about? tree with the Rastafarians for the first one. But for Empire, I, my dad and I went on opening day ah. in Boston. We go to the theater. You know, it's unbelievable. A lot of people say better than better than the first. And, you know, we're like, we're out of our minds. We get on the subway. This is this is so Boston. You wouldn't get this in Green Bay. Opening day. We get on the subway. We get off at our stop. Someone has graffitied on the wall. Darth Vader is Luke's father. <laughs> Opening day. It says, they're like, this is going to be great. We're going to ruin it. My friend Bobby Sakurka did the same thing to me. He told me that that was the case. He spoiled the picture for me. I, in hindsight, though, how did we not know that that was the case? Wasn't the wasn't wasn't it told? It was laid out to us it, it, that that Vader was Luke's father. But the no, nation. There's so many misdirects in the first one, though, about I knew your father and your father did this and your father did that. But but, you know, Star Wars breakdown to start 2024. Oh, we're living the good life. See, we're not just surviving. We're living into 2024. Stick around. It's going to be a glorious year. There you go, Kevin Hench. Great appearance as always. Best everybody back east with you. Um, and uh, look forward to catching up with you when you're back here. Spaghetti and I'll take it from here. You're welcome to stick around, but if you want to, no but thanks. if you, <laughs> there he goes, <laughs> going out to spend that fantasy uh, football loot. I don't blame him. Eddie Spaghetti, you have a best bet you want to give us here? We did the expanded picks. Um, that, that we'll we'll post the video uh, of the national championship. All our NFL NFL sure. Week 18 goes up Friday. We've been putting it out earlier, by the yeah. way, as as you might have noticed. Uh, it goes live pretty quickly, right, on Friday morning on YouTube, and then you've been posting it spaghetti. Um, as soon as we have on Twitter earlier in the day. So be yeah. on the lookout for that and leave us a comment and like it and all that stuff. Saturday NFL games, uh, kind of forcing our hand there, but, uh, so you'll, you'll have all those picks, but I, I'll just say it again for the national championship game. Um, surprisingly, I like Washington and I don't even want the, the four and a half. They'll get you minus minus one ten. I like the money lines plus. 152. If you like offense, you trust Panics. Uh, I know there's concern with with the uh, Michigan's D line getting to him, but he showed in that game versus Texas. He is mobile enough, has the great live arm. Those receivers. Um, if you like offense, it'll be a fun game. Also, bet the over 55, 55 and a half points. Uh, Washington just scored a, a, a like a, an insane clip there. That's minus 110. So I like the over in that game, and I do like Washington to squeak out a, a victory. And uh, like we all had in our bingo cards in in August, Washington Huskies national champions. 
Um, I, uh, yeah, that's a good pick. I, you know, I, I, as I've said, I'm, I, I root for Michael Penix. He was in Indiana Hoosier for a spell there, obviously had that iconic win over Penn state when he hit the pylon and he did get to that pylon before his knee hit or out of bounds or whatever the controversy was there. I do think that that Michigan pass rush is going to be too much against a good Huskies offense, a great Huskies offensive line. I think that's where the game comes down. That's how Michigan has won all season. Um, by virtue of that. And I think they continue to do it. Um, also, I'm, I, I love looking at that because it's now getting closer and closer to just fully flipping the switch to basketball and hockey and all that sad as it is, you know, your rags are now eight to one spaghetti. They are the number one favorite out of the East to play for the Stanley cup, to win the Stanley cup. I should say, I think you should put something on that. In fact, I'd like you to go name it and guarantee it right now. Why that's do you do that? You know, that's Why never going to happen. It? I, I don't even look at the NHL futures and that stuff because I believe I'm like a lot of hockey players, very superstitious, um, long, long season. It's only January 3rd. Um, you know, the, the playoffs are too far away. A lot could happen. So I'm just taking it day by day. All right. So be it. And you know what? Uh, as I, as we go out here, I say it all the time, journey over destination. There are, as we, you know, as, have, have winnowed it down, it's become pretty clear. There are three to four teams that can win the Super Bowl. So if the measure is Super Bowl or bust, then you're going to uh, be pretty sad a lot of years of your life's journey over destination. I'm glad the Steelers are in it once again. This is the this is the trademark of Tomlin. It's not just the winning records. It's entering, I think every year of his career, he has been playoff relevant entering week the, the last week of the season. A shot at getting to the postseason. That's remarkable stuff. It's to be celebrated. I like it as somebody who follows the team. It has been a rugged path this last 18 weeks. No one's more bummed out that the Steelers aren't higher up there. But man, would I love to see him knock off them birdies and then we'll let the, the rest of nature take its course. I will be rooting against the Jags and those Bills. Let's go, Steelers. Here we go, Steelers. Get in there one last time. One last time. I don't know, one last time. One more time. And then we'll worry about next year, next year. But let's do it one more time. Last weekend of the season, improbable as it seemed three weeks ago. Let's get in there. And you know what? Let's get in there and then make some hay once we're there. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Good luck to the Giants. I know you rather them lose spaghetti. Mm -hmm. Good luck to all your teams, unless they're playing my team this weekend. We'll talk to you on the other side of the weekend. Good luck in the national championship. If you're a Wolves or Huskies fan, look for extra points tomorrow on thursday with the Sklar brothers look for the 15 minute pregame show on twitter and youtube we'll talk to you next week it's been a thin slice of heaven <laughs>